Well, everything feels like it's getting back to normal, huh? After that heat. Well, some things are getting back to normal. But unfortunately, this year's berry harvest of raspberries and blueberries will never make it to normal this year. After the damage that that heat caused, and I I talked a bit about it last week, the fallout from it, uh, and as every day goes by, we're hearing more and more about people struggling uh, with a loss of their crop, big portions of their crop. Some people saying they've lost as much as 80% in some cases of their crop of blueberries or raspberries due to the heat that hit, I guess, just under a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, jo- and this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Joining me on the program this morning, local blueberry grower, Paul Sanga of Mountain View Berries. Welcome to the program this morning, Paul. Um, first off, h- how did you guys fare? Uh, thank you, Dylan. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I think in our area here, we got a little bit luckier than most people did. Uh, but still definitely very, very obvious and very easy to see damage out there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say we're probably hanging out in that 10% group mm-hmm. here. Um, definitely consider- considering ourselves lucky that it yeah. wasn't so bad kind of in the south area of the county. But uh, yeah, absolutely feel the pain for a lot of the farming community out there. You know, the, especially in the North Whatcom County area. Yeah, the damage you're seeing. Describe it. What what did this heat do to the berries? Well, if you could almost just imagine them a berry just being put into an oven, um, mm. and you know the way I could explain that is it was starting to the direct sunlight would kind of put it almost into a magnifying glass, mm. and the the fruit and crops that we have here but mainly the fruit just isn't really acclimated to heat like that yeah you know we we've seen some of these things happen kind of in the low 90s mid mid 90s uh temperature wise so when you start to get over 100 and then 110 and reaching those levels the fruit would just almost start to almost raisin on itself you know turn into a blueberry raisin almost and dry up uh some of the some of the bushes are almost reacting in a way to shut down. Um, they're absorbing the water almost back out of the fruit mm. um, and taking the moisture out. So it's uh, I'm sure everybody has seen the pictures and stuff out there, but kind of what you see, it's just imagine just something cooking in heat. It's blistering. It would start to peel the skin back, um, give it odd shapes. Uh, the maturity of the fruit would just uh, start to deform and have a lot of uh, different defects on it. So, you you know, when I saw this coming, I was certainly worried for the raspberries. And I was hoping, I was thinking with the raspberries, well, you know, a lot was ripe already at that point. Some people have been picking for almost a week. People who grow, you know, earlier varieties like Wakefield or Wake uh, Haven and and things Mm -hmm. like that i was thinking well this will definitely sunburn and and possibly shrivel up and dry up the fruit that's ripe but hopefully the green fruit is okay and then i was thinking about the blueberries 
And as I said on the air last week, I'm not nearly as experienced with blueberries as I am raspberries. So you could speak more to this than me. Uh, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, there's some blue out there. They aren't ready to pick yet. A lot of the fruit is still kind of green. You know, maybe it, it, it should be okay. But mm -hmm. I'm hearing that this even didn't just shrivel up the fruit out there that was already ripening. This was this harmed the actual green fruit that you're waiting to ripen or now may never ripen uh, later in the harvest. Yes. Yeah. And I would actually say, Dylan, more so than the actual blue fruit that was there, uh, the, the affected fruit was almost a stage of, in blueberries, you go from a green berry to a light kind of pink, a darker purple, then you get to a blue stage until yeah. you kind of see all the colors develop. In that light pink to transferring into that darker purple color, that's where majority of the damage happened. Mm. Um, and it that fruit, I guess I, I can't say exactly why, but just your the skin on the berry then and everything that's forming onto that fruit just is not um, is not able to handle the heat element. There's a lot of changes going on, and uh, just color wise and everything, it uh, it takes a lot more. Uh, effort to make that blue color kind of come into formation yeah, yeah and the weather really has to cooperate to have that happen so what's going to happen so, to all that fruit it's all kind of burned and done and even though it never finished ripening is it done for you know i think we're kind of in a place right now where we're in a, it's a wait and see there's some that if, if it was on a left side or the right side or i should say east side and west side of the bush you're seeing it react differently now that it's the weather's cooler and it's starting to have a chance to come back. There's less stress on the plant. Um, I would definitely say, you know, if people are out there thinking 10 to 40% damage that it's going to stay that way, uh, I don't see that recovering. But what I do think is there's some fruit out there that was questionable to make it and we still are hopeful we can make some good quality fruit out of that. You know, heading into this before the heat wave, it looked to be a strong quality year. Yeah. Uh, every, everyone felt pretty good about it. Um, now with the things that have happened, I think we still have great quality fruit out there. Just the volume is much lower. And so we're, you know, we're looking forward to getting the crop that's there out to people. We think they're still really going to enjoy it. and It's nice, but. Yeah, that, I guess that was what I was thinking too, because certainly this will hurt quantity and size mm -hmm. of a lot of fruit that just never developed or shriveled on the bush but then how does that affect quality because a lot of that stuff is still out there and then you go to harvest it especially you know for farms and and most blueberry farms here locally do machine harvest right um that's all gonna end up in the in the crate right 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 so the so the detail of picking is exactly like you're saying it's there's so many levels that it passes through. So you see the fruit on the bush and it's in these clusters. Well, you might have, let's say, 10 berries on a cluster and four or five of them have these defects and they've been damaged by the sun and they're not going to make it through. Well, as your skin is peeling and you harvest them, they fall into a crate and they start to possibly leak onto the good fruit that's mm. there. And uh, as Ju you're shipping juice out, yeah, juice out, yep. And then as they're traveling down, and they're putting through, they're putting them through the packaging process, and uh, everything's getting put into clamshells. You have kind of a mess going on there, and yeah. So if you can see visually ten percent damage in a field, 
that doesn't necessarily always mean that it's going to be only 10% as it travels. There's there's so many effects of it as it gets down the chain and to the consumer in the end. Yeah. So right now, you know, kind of working backwards from that, this area has so many uh, farmers that are just putting in large efforts to protect that fruit. You know, yeah. they, they see it down the line and they see that, okay, can we just have this dry up and maybe come off on its own? Uh, mechanical harvesting gives you some opportunities to get rid of that fruit uh, up front so it doesn't get to that time. Uh, but but the challenges are very, very high on doing that. Paul Senga is with us. He uh, is with Mountain View Berries here locally. Um, his, uh, his dad had a field next to my dad's field growing up, so I, I've known Paul for a long, long time. Uh, talking about this heat damage, this freak heat wave that did some pretty unexpected things. And, and one of the awful things that it did was it really harmed the local raspberry and blueberry harvests. Um, Paul, what's the breakdown? Again, I know raspberries so much better than blueberries. With blueberries, what's the breakdown locally of what's going for you know, fresh um and like you said, like going into a clamshell and not being frozen and going to the grocery store versus being frozen for like an IQF kind of product versus something else. I don't know. What are the other grades? Do do blueberries even go for juice? Some of the stuff that I'm seeing out there, it's like it's still there. You can make juice out of it, but you couldn't right. put it in a clamshell and, and put it in the, on the shelf in the grocery store. Uh, now more than ever, yeah, there's different stages and different grades. So even in fresh, fresh has its own grades, which is mm. not something you typically would think. And uh, the markets are have gotten so unique. So right now, I would say if somebody had a very high grade fresh, theirs has probably gone down a tier and it works itself down from that. Uh, the latest numbers that I've been able to see um, kind of give it a 70-30 split. Um, where 70% is probably going into the IQF market, 30% possibly fresh. Uh, that's a big change from what usually has been happening or where it's been trending in past years. Um, definitely, I think more people will like to keep their product in the fresh because that's yeah. just you know better for the industry yeah. all over, uh, even for the process market itself. Uh, that's not to say, though, that the process market now will have a surplus of fruit because, again, there's so many tiers that falls into. Well, and, um, and because of the damage, yes, the things that go may go lower quality than they had hoped, but I think right. overall quantity is just going to be down significantly across the board. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many elements of this working together and exactly when you are trying to get the highest quality, but you have a very small quantity to work with, uh, the challenges are just overwhelming at that point. And there, there's a lot of people that were depending on this season. Of course, every farmer, you know, they depend on every harvest. Uh, there's so many challenges we're always up against, especially, you know, coming into a season. It's you're working, it's the weather typically, and then you get this once in a lifetime uh, hmm. natural phenomenon. Well, let's hope, right? And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Crossing my fingers as yeah. I say that, <laughs> that it's a once in a lifetime. Definitely, uh, definitely a challenge. Does your family doesn't have any raspberries anymore, right? No, no, we no longer do. What What are you either. hearing from raspberry growers out there? Uh, you know that they are they're in a hard place. Uh, raspberry growers are in a hard place. Crop is down. Uh, they're optimistic uh, about getting what's there and getting that to market. Uh, I think it's that goes a pretty 
pretty steady, steadfast with most farmers. I think they, they're always optimistic, at least when it comes to harvest and what they're going to be able to get. But overall, um, it, it's just kind of a, it's a, it's a down feeling for everybody. Uh, prices seem like they were very good. It's supposed to be very good this year for raspberries. Uh, there were just a lot of hopes. People had a lot of farms, like you've mentioned so many times on your show, Dylan. Raspberry farmers have been struggling for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very, very tough. And it just, it, it was looking like this was going to be the turnaround for them. And this is really just a big step backwards again, just on the volume side of things. And, you know, pricing will definitely follow that. And if there's, if there's not good quality food out there, then it's hard to get, uh, hard to get that out to market. What would you say was hurt worse, raspberries or blueberries? I was going to, I was about to say it's kind of like apples and oranges, but it's kind of like raspberries and blueberries. But is there a way to compare and say which really overall took a harder hit? Uh, You know, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I've seen a lot more blueberry than I have raspberry. Right. Um, And that's just because it's the business we do. So I've been able to see North Whatcom County to South Whatcom County, East and West, all the different variations of damage. And in my opinion, as I sit now, I think blueberry did. And I say that with a perspective at looking at industry. Mm. Um, blueberry industry is just so much bigger. Um, it just, it, it yeah. traveled so much further. You know, this was a lot of fruit from our area was hopefully meant to travel overseas. Yeah. You know, we were, it was outreaching. It wasn't just within the U.S. A lot of domestic product was going to stay. And so I think the effects of what happened are devastating equally for both. Yeah. But uh, deeper felt, I think, on the blueberry mm. industry. Yeah, and Paul Senga is with us. He's with Mountain View Blueberries, just kind of taking stock. And again, day by day, we find out more just how bad the damage from this heat a couple of weeks ago now um, actually was, and that's what you always say when, when you have winter damage or something else that you're anticipating, you don't know how bad it's going to be. At least that's what my, my dad always says, you know, people will ask him, I will ask him, you know, well, how's the season going to look and how bad's the winter damage? And he's like, you never know until you get out there and you pick them. Um, that's exactly right. And so he's yeah. like, I, I don't even know. I, I can't worry about it. What's there is there. There are things outside my control and I'm just going to go out there and pick and see what there is because you, mm-hmm. and, and there can be years where it looks like it's going to be bad. You know, winter damage looks like eh, it's bad and it turns out all right. And vice versa. Right. Some years it looks like, Hey, it's going to be great. And then, you know, right at the end, things take a turn for the worse, but this was a total curveball for us, uh, with this heat. <sighs> What we do you, were, what do you do? We well, we were right at that finish line. You know, we could see the finish line, and we were almost there. And uh, now, you know, sadly, in a lot of places in our area, there's people that just won't get there. Um, I, I haven't heard yet, but I think that there might be people that may just have to walk away from uh, certain areas in their fields. There's mm. many varieties that we have. You know, the right. typical one is Duke, but so many varieties out there that people have planted newer varieties. Yeah, and uh, there there may be certain things that people decide they're just going to have to walk away from. Any particular variety that took it harder than others, or too early uh, to you tell? You know, it, it's too early to tell. I think once the season is done and you see kind of pack out rates of what happened inside facilities, and you know the the inside of the inside of the berry is something we can't just see. Hmm. 
until it really yeah. starts rolling down throughout the weeks, you know, how bad the damage might be on the inside. But uh, as as of right now, I'd say Dukes probably because they were the furthest ahead mm. uh, in the ripening stage. They're pretty early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the and, damage, you know, you're talking about saying you guys fared better than some because of your location. The damage right. is probably least to the southwest and worst to the northeast, right? Kind of as you yes. go across the county, the farther east and the farther north you go, the hotter it got and the worse the right. damage was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if if, uh, if you've seen that map where they had shown kind of where the eye of the heat really sat down, Mm. on top between between washington the west coast and up into bc yeah it kind of sat in that northeast area yeah and uh that that area did definitely see high temperatures a lot more direct sunlight for longer in the day um and just uh, like like i was mentioning earlier if you just imagine we all felt it it was just like being in an oven Mm -hmm. and uh just no shade yeah no way to get away from it yeah your family comes from India, um, mm-hmm. Punjab region, tends right. to be quite a bit warmer than here. What did, you know, your friends and family, you know, any anyone that you knew that grew up there and even farmed there, what did they say about the heat? Did that, did it feel hot to them or were they like, oh yeah, I've, I've experienced this before? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it felt hot to them. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, that it came down to when we'd ask them those, exactly those questions and say, well, how did it feel? And they just... The response was, oof, it was hot, and hot is hot. It doesn't matter where you are. When it's hot, you're going to yeah. feel it. So, Well, and you know, if if someone has come from that part of the world, has grown up in that part of the world, and they yeah. say that this is hot here, that's not messing around. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there were there were a lot of people that have, you know, lived probably in 110-degree days for a whole month, and they said that this heat was just different. Mm. It was just a different heat. It, it wasn't, um, you know, it, I've quite a bit of moisture in the air, which kind of right. amplifies the humidity the of levels. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they definitely felt it. Definitely could feel it. Well, some people are saying, oh, could this be the new normal? Let's all hope and pray that that is not the case because uh, that could really yeah. change things around here. Paul, best of luck to you and your family and. You know, even your extended family. I know you ha- you're connected with a lot of folks in the berry business here, uh, and your customers as well. Best of luck to everybody as they get through this. You know, the raspberry season is probably what halfway right. uh, about by this right. point, or or getting close. Again, depending getting on the close, variety, yeah. those wake fields are a bit later, so they go usually into August a little bit. But you know, blueberries haven't really started harvest, have they? No, no, we're probably a, a week or 10 days out before yeah. everyone really gets into it and gets going. And uh, so right now, I, it, it's if you see a farmer out there, they've, they've already yeah. gone through enough over the years. So definitely just give them a pat on the back. They yeah, could use it. For sure. You know, our, my, my hope really is, Dylan, that, uh, that maybe somewhere down the line, once we kind of figure this whole thing out, that there's some sort of relief or something that comes for a lot of these farmers because everybody would really need it. 
Yeah, I know that um, some of that stuff is yeah in talks right now of exactly mm-hmm. what category this would fit into, how that would work, right. and uh, talking with Henry Beerlink uh, with the Raspberry Commission, and he'd been in touch with Alan Schreiber with the Blueberry Commission. They were both saying just you know for farmers to document everything they could, take pictures, uh, take notes, um, keep data, anything they could to document the losses that they experience uh, as a result of this. Uh, again, best of luck to you out there as the harvest goes. And I guess the best we can hope for is maybe any fruit that's not going to make it could just maybe quick shrivel up, dry up, and fall off. <laughs> and then you can go out there and pick what's left and have it be relatively clean and, and not too hard to clean up. That that would probably be the best of making making the best of something that yeah. we could do. You yeah. know, it's, it's, a, it's a really bad situation. And if, if there's any little bit that can help it, it would go a long way. All right, Paul, take care, and thank you so much for uh, checking in with us uh, this morning on the show. I know it's a really busy time of year for you, so I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate it.